Thanks for listening to the CT Podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant, another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churchtea.org. Oh, man. Well, it's good to, good to be here with you guys today. Good to be here at Church Tea. Um, but I'd be lying if I said it feels good to be up here. And, you know, it's, uh, I tell you, man, one of, my, one of my biggest fears is public speaking. And, and um, I told a few of the guys yesterday at the, the round table, I'd rather you throw me in the cage with a lion and a sword and we'll just work it out that way, you know. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to let, uh, let my fears keep me, keep me bondage and keep me, in that, keep me in that seat over there and, and hiding and, you know, um, because I miss an opportunity to, to share what God's done in my life and, and how he's changed me and, and what he's still doing in me today. And, um, you know, as if fear is not enough, you know, we all got our, got our problems. And, you know, for mine, mine started at home a lot of times. You know, I, I wake up and I miss the opportunity because I'm running around with, with my kids and I wake up and there's a, and, and a mental, you know, it's not just like I put a checklist, but just like a mental to-do list for me to, these are the things I gotta get done. They gotta have breakfast, or you know, um, uh, they gotta have lunch. They gotta have showers. They're they're going here. They're going there. Um, so you get caught up in just just doing those things, and and at work you get to work and you're, you're tasking. You're just finishing this part to get to the next part, and you're finishing this part and you get to the next part, and you get so caught up in doing this, you you miss an opportunity. Um, I mean, I go to the gym many times. I miss opportunity. I'll put my headphones in there. I'm in there to do one thing, and that's for me. You know, sometimes myself will get in the way, and I just, you know, it's just me being honest. You know, I, I miss so many opportunities, I think, um, uh, to share what he's done in my life. And I think a lot of us, a lot of us do, you know, if we're honest. You know, we, we go through with our kids. I mean, just uh, an, a, a small example is when's the last time you told your kid, hey, get out here, I'm doing this, you know. Or, or you know, just give me a few minutes. I'm doing something here, you know. Lose patience sometimes, or, um, or maybe, maybe maybe it's a friend that you just you didn't have time for right now. You know, you got too much of you going on, and and you, and you missed that opportunity to go in and and be a light in their world. Um, you know, we miss we miss so many opportunities um, just to show what what he's done, and um, I think an, an underlying. An underlying call on each one of our lives is, is to share what God's done in our life, to be a witness for him. Uh, they did this back in, back in the Old Testament. They used to use these, these they're called Ebenezers or, or standing stones. And, and many times they would, um, let me turn this off. Um, they, would, they would stand these stones up when something significant happened, you know, um, and they, you know, they just did it many times. I mean, we got, I got a few things I'm, I'm right down here. Excuse me if I look at my post-it notes. This is my first time. I'm a little nervous. So, um, just, just some, um, just some examples. You know, Joshua, um, when the Jordan River stopped, they set up these twelve stones inside there, and, and they're still there. You know, to, to represent what God stopped them so they could go into the promised land. In the first Samuel six eighteen, the tumors and the rats when the Philistines took the Ark of the Covenant and and um. God sent this plague of tumors and rats back to them so that um, they, they stood a stone up then so that people could see what, what had happened there. Um, 
when Jacob, when he's laying on the rock, and he set that stone up because he's seen a stairway to heaven. Um, and Moses, after he read the instructions, he set a stone up. And these stones were, were purposeful stones. They were just big rocks that were, you know, probably peculiar in shape, but they stood them up so they could catch people's attention. And when people would come by, they could say, what happened here? What happened here? And that's when the beauty of it gets to come in. You know, the people are like, the Lord our God, you know what I mean? Delivered us here, you know, and, and just so many times. But um, today, it's, it's a little different. Our, our lives, we're not standing up stones. It's our lives. We're, we're living stones. Each one of us living testimonies. And, and um, we all get to share of the beauty of the, the work that God, uh, that God has done in our lives. Um, I want to get to it, but I, I know Patrick prayed, but I need to pray again because I'm still nervous, okay? So. <laughs> so. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for, for, this, for this time right here, God, and, and, and for one, where you brought me from, God, and, and how, I, how you, can, you can use me, God, and, and all the things that, that I've done, God, you, you've wiped away, God, and you're using it for, for good now, Father. So we just thank you, Lord, and, and I just pray, God, that each one of our, our hearts would be open, God, that we would receive your word, not, not my word, and I, and I pray, God, that you would, it would be your words that you would put them in my mouth today, God, that I would say nothing that, that, that I wanted to, but everything that you did, and I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Um, the scripture I'm coming from today is in First um, Peter chapter 2, and in that, that chapter right there, um, he really starts to talking about his, his whole focus is, is living stones, and he's talking about these living stones, like, you know, like we are, and, uh, he gets real descriptive of, of kind of what it looks like in that and, and, and the results of that. I mean, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and read it. Just. He says, but you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. I start, I'm going to start backwards, you know what I mean? And, and I'm going to pedal backwards. And it says, you know, as a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into the light. And that's, that's, the, that's the goal to where we can get, to where we can share what God's done in our life. He called us out of darkness. This is where I'm at now because we belong to him. Now, if we jump back to the beginning, I'm sorry I'm jumping all over the place. He says, this is where he gets descriptive, and he, he describes us and our lives. And he says, but you are a chosen people, chosen or, or at the bottom again, called out called out um, I really like one of the one of the definitions of chosen was different from normal just different from normal normal people people you know just running around every day doing things and, and I don't say that in the in the in the religious sense you know I put off sin five minutes ago and I'll never do it again. It's not going to happen. Not with me. You know, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, it just represents like a, like a changed, you know. Um, I'll give you an example of me, you know. You know. I got saved, you know. I still got some work left to do, you know, just a week and a half ago. I like starting my days off slow. I'm a slow roper, you know what I mean? Don't get in my area, you know. But uh, I like being woke up slow. But this day was, you know, something happened, and, and my wife was, she was waking me up early. 
And, uh, and I didn't have a problem with that. We, we got some stuff. She had some stuff to do, and, and I had some stuff I had to do before that. So she was waking me up and letting me, you know, get a head start. But before I could even wake up, I mean, I'm up for like two minutes. I hear, you know, pow, bang. You know, the, the two boys are downstairs. They're, they're fighting. They're fighting. And one of them, then this is what angered me. You know, I mean, this is what started my day off wrong. The, the baby was in one of their hands. And it scared the baby, so he's crying. So I'm like, okay, boom. I'm coming down the steps now. You know, and I get one, I'm whooping one, and it all happened over, don't laugh, a fart. <laughs> Said don't laugh, but the fart that never happened, and it didn't happen. He's just mad because he accused him, like, did you fart? Mm. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of how that went down. <laughs> it's like, really, guys, all that, and you didn't even fart, me. But that just that was just a progressive part of the day. As I go through the day, you know, and I'm already, you know, my day started off wrong. So I go to the gym. I go and I got these this this old guy. It seems like these old people always steal my machines. But this day, they, he didn't get to it. I made it. I made it there first. And I and I go up there and, I, and I'm, I'm walking to it. He gets ready to cut me off, and he's like, he stops and he says. Hey, was, was, was you on there? I said, yeah, I got two more, but you can jump in between. We can share. You know, we can share. I ain't got no problem. He, he was like, ah. <laughs> Walks away from me. I'm like, what? You know? So then I leave. I get out. You know, I'm still, what's going on today? Come to the, go to the McDonald's. I want to go get some breakfast now because I miss breakfast because I'm all mad and I'm in a rush and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So I go past the McDonald's right there, the first one on Bridge Street, right across from Krispy Kreme. And I get to go past it, and I'm like, oh, no, because the line's too long. It's all the way. I ain't waiting that long. Uh, so I switch back to the lane, and I wasn't really paying attention, but I kind of stopped the guy from making his turn, so he's going to have to wait another 10 seconds for me to get by. I know this story's long, but it, it has a point, okay? Um, <laughs> but he's, you know, throwing his hands up. So me, I'm already mad. You know, I'm, I'm at my point now. I'm at my peak. I'm like, what? You know, What? What? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just mad. So I, <laughs> if, he'd, if he'd have stopped, I might, I might have been <laughs> over there, but yeah, thank God he didn't stop. <laughs> um, so I got down to the McDonald's. I finally get to the McDonald's and ordered my sausage McMuffin and my hash brown. That's all I wanted. Just a sausage McMuffin. I can go do the rest of my day. Get home. They give me two sausage biscuits. <laughs> and these biscuits aren't good. The sausage is the only good part. They, got, they taste like they took two sticks of butter and they put a piece of sausage between it. It's disgusting. But that's, that's the point where I'm just like, God, really? You know, I finally had enough. Like, I'm, you know, what's going on? Help me. You know? We don't do everything right. I mean, the, 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 the rich young man, when he came to Jesus, he asked, he said, Teacher, what, what good things must I do? And he tells him, he says, Obey the commandments. And you can, you can kind of... I have pompous guy. All these I have kept. You know. He says, well, you know, you got one more thing left to do. You need to go. You got you to gotta give. He went away sad. And we're not going to. Oh, I don't think it's, it's what we don't do. You know, me, my testimony is I was delivered from addiction and heroin and all kinds of things when, when, when Christ changed me. Um, but it's not what I don't do no more that separates me. It's not, that, it's not that I'm not doing that no more. What separates me is the fact that I'm changed by Jesus Christ when I heard that he was nailed to that cross and then he's, he was raised on the third day and he's coming back to get me. And that's what changed me and that's what motivates me today. And, and, it, and it motivates me to love God and to, and to love others.
And that, that's what's the difference. Jesus, Jesus said to his disciples, he said, I'll give you one more new commandment. He said, he said to love one another. And by this, people will know that you are my disciples. And that's where we get our, our purpose comes from. So we go from the chosen people, called out of our darkness, chosen, different from normal, all that. The royal priests, we're royal priests. And not Old Testament priests. <laughs> I don't think I could have done that. <laughs> I'm not talking about these guys, you know, standing in between, you know, the, the holy place and the people, and they cut the bulls and cut their necks. I mean, for two reasons. I, I'm, I'm just so glad, you know, for Jesus in that point right there, just that point, you know. I mean, to, to operate, you know, in either, either of the capacities, like a priest, you know. Kudos to you hunters. My hat's off to you because I could not rip no guts out. That is disgusting. That is disgusting. But these guys get their hands all in and they're putting blood on the mercy seat, you know, and atoning for these people's sins. And it's just, I don't think I could have done that, man. I'd have been the one up there puking. <laughs> for real. I mean, and, and then you look at it on the flip side, you know. Um, imagine like us coming to church today. I got my bull, you know. We got the house. I'm getting ready. I'm getting my bull. I got my goat, my, my, my grain offering. I got all these things. And I got them all together. And Hey, boss, on your way out, man, grab the peace offering off the table. Don't forget it. You know, we get here and we come up to the priest and got my bull, I got my goat, my grain. Where's the? He forgot the peace. Now we're going to have to wait a whole nother week before we have any peace. This is insane, you know. Now we just get to ask God for it, you know. Help me, Lord. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing right there, you know what I'm saying? Um, but we're different. Our, our, our priesthood is, is just a little different. Our purpose and, and the way we function as priests is a little different. It's like stopping and helping people, giving them a hand, you know, being the light, you know. Um, we talk about the, Jesus gave, a, gave the parable of the Good Samaritan. And I thought that was, it was just perfectly fitting for, for kind of what, what we're supposed to be. Um, you know, we give our time and our lives. This guy stopped and all these religious people and had passed them by, you know, all these people that just think they're so much better, and, and I hope that we know that we're not. But um, they passed this guy by and just left him laying there. And then this good Samaritan comes along, and he, you know, he, he, he sues and heals his wounds with olive oil and wine, and he picks him up, you know, bandages him up, puts him up on his donkey, and takes the road on the ground and walks and carries this guy to an inn and pays for it. And then says, and charge me the extra bill. That's the, that's the love of Jesus. That's the, that's the function. That's the priestly function. We get to help each other. That's what makes the difference in people's lives when we, when we function like that and, and do those types of things. Instead of worrying about, you know, what we got on, going on today or, or what's going on right now, right in front of me. Or um, getting caught up with myself and I got to do this for me. And, um, and think about other people, and, and that's what. And, and, and the, the the ultimate goal, right here, is the holy nation. So we're chosen to be priests to bring about a holy nation, a surrounding around us of of different followers and believers and and people that that want to come to Christ because our life is flavorful because we, you know, Aaron said last week, the salt of the earth. You know, we bring a different type of flavor. You know. Um, we're not just running around. There's something that we're focused on, and it's the kingdom, and we're trying to bring people into that, and people kind of look at you sideways, like, what's going on over there? 
You know, and that's, that's where the holy nation comes in, because then they're wondering, you know. Um, it's our opportunity to... Um, find my notes. kind of lost my space. But, you know, that's, that's our opportunity. That's, that's, what, that's what we're supposed to do, is create that, to be a called-out people or purchased people, royal priest, to, to function in our purpose, and we're placed in the perfect place to do that. You know, I know sometimes we get caught up. I'm not a missionary. I'm not some big evangelist. And, and you know, you still have an opportunity to change somebody here's life. You know, this is where I'm from. This is where I'm, this, this, people changed me. I used to ride to work with a guy. He was, he was being the light of Jesus in my life. His name was Richard Woods. And I rode to work with this guy every day, and I was messed up. I'd get in them, them trucks messed up, tore up from the floor up. Brother Calvin used to say, a checkup from the neck up. <laughs> he said, I need a checkup from the neck up. That was me. But every day we'd get in the thing, and, and, and uh, Richard, he just on fire, man. He, he'd say, you ready, Derek? Yeah, I'm ready. You ready for Bible study? No, Richard, I'm not. But I, I'm going to guess and go out on a limb and say, you're probably going to give it to me anyways. And that's how it happened every day, you know. And little seeds like that get planted, you know. And Richard used to help me with things because uh, as a drug addict, you're, you're generally and quite typically broke. <laughs> so he'd sometimes buy me lunch and, you know, just be in those. And he, w- he was the good Samaritan in my life when everybody passed me by. And, and, you know, you remember things like that, you know. I came to a place where my mom didn't even want me at her house, wouldn't let me sleep in her car, you know. But people like that are extending the love of Jesus through their lives to me changed me. And so I'm here today. You know, God's special possession. And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. And it is wonderful. It is wonderful. And this is, uh, let's find out. I want to, to illustrate this even a little further, it's kind of God's plan from the, from the very beginning. I mean, it's kind of, it's a little subtle. Doesn't really say this is my plan, but uh, <laughs> talking about right here, over here, we got Egypt, and then there's Syria, Assyria. Now, forgive my math; I'm not a, a very good artist. Assyria, we got Palestine, or Persia, Babylon. When God went to get, to get the Israelites out. Can everybody see this? I don't know if I need to move it or if it's in the way or what. But anyways. They were, and there were people in bondage. You know, man had fallen from sin. Abraham ends up in Egypt and the people end up slaves. That's, that's the long short of that part. Um, and by some miraculous change of events, you got Moses. You know who um, narrowly escapes. Um, you can't see it? You guys having trouble seeing it too? Okay, let's do it. There we go. But 
You know, by some miraculous turn of events, he ends up living, you know, because God had a purpose for his life. And, excuse me, he ends up leaving after killing somebody, and he comes out to to Mount Sinai. I'm going to say it's like right around in this general direction, this general vicinity. And um, he ends up out here and sees God in a flaming bush. God tells him, you know, you're going back, you're going to bring my people back. You're going to go get my people and get them out of there. And I, I like how he just, that, that one part right there, he's got one man. One man, and, and he's, he's speaking to one man, and this man's about to go into probably the most dominant world power at that time to their kingdom and free these people, these slaves. It's amazing that the power that God, that God gives us, it's, and it's still available like that today, but he goes back with nothing more than a testimony of what he's seen. He goes back, I've seen God in the flaming bush. He said, you've got to let my people go. You've got to release them, you know. And they're like, you know, probably, yeah, right. Then God steps in. And you get the plagues. You know, there's a list of them. The plagues go on and on. This is what God, all he had to do was just go in there and just be there and testify. And that what he'd seen and what God had told him. So, they get the people out, you know, eventually. Fair break, they go over the, the Red Sea and everything from up out of here. And they come to this place, right here. It's probably like not a straight line. They probably didn't walk in. Just, but um, they come to this place, and this is where God's preparing them. We'll say at Mount Sinai, he goes back to the place, and God's really the law and the tabernacle, and they learn how to worship and how to, how to mediate for people and, and how they're supposed to live their lives and what's proper worship and what's not proper worship. And probably learned a lot of, a lot of crazy stuff. Um, like you can't. No, you can't, you can't be messing with your brother's wife no more. I know y'all used to do that back over here. We don't do that over here no more. That's done. You have to quit that. Cut that out. Anyway, so they learn how to, you know, the proper worship and what their purpose was. They go up here, get scared. You know, that's the story. They look over, they see some giants, and they're like, I don't know about that. And then they're like, well, that's what they get. But God told them no the second time. He said, don't go in there because you ain't going to make it. They go in there and they get their butts whooped. And I like how, right here, when they come back out, you know, this is a circle. It's making circles. And they're in the wilderness wondering, it's like, what does that have to do with this? This right here, to me, represents our life without God and following his purpose for our life. We are doing nothing more than anybody else is doing. We're just a dog chasing his tail. We're just running in circles, doing nothing, you know. Then they make it here after Joshua comes. They make it into the land of Canaan, and they're here. They got their promised land. They're there. But what for? To be witnesses. Right here, this illustrates it. You got all the Egypt, Syria, Syria, Babylon, or Persia and Babylon. They're right in the middle of this, of all these world powers. Right in the middle, right here. People are going to come through here. Trade routes are going to come through here, and they're going to be able to Tell the people with their, their, their big grapes and their fertile land and their milk and honey about their God. They're, the, they're right here. Or they're living testimonies now. They're not just stones set up where people don't see it. They, they actually get to see it now. They get to see the people's lives and how they're changed. And you were slaves and now you're up here and you're, you're just so blessed. You got everything. You got all these good grapes, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, and that was that was like like I said that was that was his plan, and from the beginning, you know, the God had set the platform for him. He knew right where he was taking him. He said, "I'm going to take you here to you know this land. I'm going to give you." And he knew what he was doing, you know. And these people were going to tell their stories. So the question it brings brings me to is it's like what's your story i know like mine is i was delivered from addiction and, and um heroin um broken homes my, me and my wife were separated i didn't know my kids and god put all those back together but to me i mean i look around the congregation and say what's your story here it is. Let me see. So, I'm, like I said, I'm not an artist, but here's here's our standing stone. This is our our stone right now. I said, "What's your story?" Because to me, my story ain't nothing like some of the stories I've heard in here. I've heard better ones. Uh, there's a there's a young lady, it's Christiana, right here. She told me she told me her testimony. She's not in here right now, but she told me her story, how she was delivered from religion. That's deep right there. That's a deep story, like somebody who's, who's doing all the right things. I knew I was messed up. I knew I needed help. It was evident. You know, I could look in the mirror and see, hey, I need help, man. I'm tore up. But to be living in the world's standards of good life, and, and nobody could really say nothing bad against you, and, and the focus of your heart was wrong. The focus of her heart was wrong, and she came to Jesus and, you know, helped me, you know. There's another guy in here, um, Todd Jones. You hear his story. His story was, was, touch, was touching. You know, he comes to a service. He's hiding all the way in the back. He don't want nobody to see him. He's just trying to hang out, you know. And uh, the preacher asked him at the end of their service, he says, everybody in here who's been saved, raise your hand. Todd heard everybody who's in here who hasn't been saved. I mean, it ain't God. Just manipulate, just twist that thing around a little bit, and there you go. And then, bam, it's in there wrong, and he's not. So the preacher comes back and gets him, brings him up there. Todd Jones in here, he's serving, he's serving Jesus today. You know? We've seen uh, pictures like of, uh, of Angie and Steve's story. That, that's amazing. You've seen the picture of it. They said they were separated. Now they're restored because of Jesus. And what he's done for them. That forgiveness goes a long way. And people need to, people need to hear that. So what's, what's your story? Christiana, I'm not going to write it all out. And we got Todd. Me. My wife. We'll say, we'll say Don Anderson. I mean, um, Angie and Steve. So the next question is, you know, everybody's got a testimony. No stories are relevant. You know? No story is irrelevant. It's all touching for somebody. And it's, it, the next question is, where have you been placed? Where are you at every day? Home, work, hobbies, everywhere. We have the opportunity to reflect his goodness. And that's an awesome, that's an awesome privilege. We talked about this yesterday at the round table. We're overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. We know he died. And this is how it changed us. So, 
the last thing you say is, I mean, if you just, Aaron, and, and, I, and I asked him if I could say this before so nobody hit me with none, you know. He said, he was talking about over that series, talking about dreaming big, you know, dream big. If I could, if I could look around here, right here, for just, this, for just one, one minute, if I could get you to just think small and take a look around the church, if you know, just look around. And all these empty seats, these empty seats represent empty places in the kingdom of God. You know, and what, what, if, what if we all devoted our time? He's got a target back there. What if we all devoted our time or, or devoted some time, not all of our time? You know, I know we all got, but we devoted some of our time to reaching one person. It would literally double, you know. And I don't mind standing up. Or laying down or whatever. <laughs> so we go back to where Peter at the beginning, talking about the living stones. He says, you are coming to Christ daily. They were coming to Christ daily. Who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen for, by God for great honor. And you are, and this, is, this is verse 5, and you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. Each one of us, you know. It's not founded on me, it's founded on him and and his story in our lives. And each one of these stones we put together makes this temple, this building. And what's more, you're his holy priest. We are purposed to spread the mercy, the forgiveness, and the love of God through the mediation of Jesus Christ. You offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. You know, it's just, I mean, as we go throughout this this week, this year, if I could just, my whole, my whole thing was, I think, like, our stories, our stories, you know, you know, a lot of, to a lot of people, this is just a book. This is just a book for some people, but our stories, our stories and how it changed us radically to where we're not just focused on ourselves, but we're focused on people and we would give our lives and our time and, and, you know, sometimes whatever it takes to get them into this, that's, that's powerful. So the whole thing was just encouraging to share your story. Let's fill this church up right here. Let's bring some more people in here and we can dance. And then we can rejoice even more, you know what I mean? Now I got my story and then, and we got him now, you know, and her. And their brother's coming next week. But, uh. I just want to pray before we go throughout this service. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for, for who you are, God, and, and how you change us, God, every day, and, and that you just continue to mold us and shape us into to what you want us to be. Father, I just pray, God, that this word today would take root in each and every one of our hearts, God, especially mine, and that we would go out and we'd be the light in every situation, in every opportunity, at home, God, at work, wherever, the grocery store. Father, we just pray, God, that you would move on us and, and point us in the direction to, for, for people that we need to speak to, God, that we need to tell about you. And we just thank you, God, for each and every one of these people here. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.